Well, actually, it's a cold, snowy Moscow. Welcome to Capital Sports of Moscow's Capital FM. I'm Alan Moore, your co-host for this evening's extravaganza of sport. And in a few minutes, we're going to go to Dublin and two men, respectively, to speak with Legal Eagle Isil Cody. If she ever picks up the phone, she said she's on the phone, but as uh, Andy Max said, she's probably chasing the dogs down the street to try and get the phone back out of the dog's mouth. Uh, and then, of course, we're going to Siberia to our man in Siberia. In two men, Andrew Flint. We're going to catch up with the Russian Premier League, the English Premier League, and a little look back at the World Cup qualifiers and actually what's to come as well because they aren't all finished just yet. In part two, we're going to go to Georgia. Yeah, Georgia will be on our mind. We're going to speak with Andrew Weiss uh, to talk about the chances of the North American teams at the World Cup in Qatar because, of course, the draw was made on Friday. It was April Fool's Day, but by goodness, was that a good one. Okay. And then, of course, in part three... We're going to go to all our team for the Big Fat Filthy Quiz. And of course, also with Andrew Vizzi, we're going to speak about um, was Mo Salah startled or blinded by the lights? Yeah, it seemed he could have been. So uh, let's see what, what happened. Okay, um, yes, of course, there was a full round of matches in the Russian Premier League. Today, of course, there was another game. Uh, Sochi held their, um, let's say, their parent club, uh, Zenit, to a nil-nil draw. Yeah, nil-nil draw. There you go. Uh, of course, uh, yesterday, Loco got one over on Spartak in a very snowy, a snowball-filled um, Moscow Derby, so Loco winning that 1-0. A goal disallowed in the first half for Spartak. Um, as Andy Mack said, it was actually, it should have been disallowed. You know, keeping up the chase on the title, they won 1-0 away in Krasnodar today, and Siska stumbled a little bit. They only drew 2-2 with the Oralnisa from Yekaterinburg. And that's what I'm going to ask straight away to Andrew Flint or Andrew Flint of course uh, Andrew um, a great point for Ural today and it makes their fight for survival a little bit easier it, it was it was it was a ridiculous game really when you consider Tesco six games they've won in a row Ural low scores in the league but Ural just had so much time and space to attack uh, and quite honestly I think Tesco were lucky to get a point um, they relied on an added time penalty. Udal could hit the bar, so did Tisco early on, admittedly. Um, 
But that bottom of the table, one point separating the bottom five teams, it is unbelievable. Exactly. Tight. So I mean, you've, you've got very, Ro- very good point. That's it. Rostov in 12th, Ural one behind, or you know, one place behind them. So Rostov 22 points. Ural, Himki, Arsenal, and Ufa all on 21 points. And yeah. Rubin, Rubin are not out of it yet. Rubin are not out of it. They're only on 25 yeah. points. And Spartak as well. I mean, Spartak are only six <laughs> points above the relegation zone. I mean, Andy, Andy Mike called it at the start of the season yeah yeah you did say you did say that they're going to have a, a, a big big struggle and you also we also got it right last week folks we did say that local team were going to win and they did um Andrew, looking at Loco yesterday, I mean, they weren't, they, they rode their luck at times against Spartak, and again, it was delayed by a full hour in starting, and it was atrocious conditions. The, the game that, that actually went ahead was, you know, great sort of um, plaudits should be given to the locomotive ground staff. They really did a great job, and also to the officials for keeping everyone informed as well, because, I mean, they, you know, people weren't happy. Um, we enjoyed snowball fights yeah, in the stadium and it was actually great. I actually felt sorry for then the match TV people and then the uh, locomotive TV people were down on the pitch. <laughs> they got absolutely <laughs> battered. Fair play. Anyway, um, but local, I mean, they were, they were worth their win, weren't they? Yeah, I mean, I think they were. They've really, really surprised me since the winter break. I thought they were going to collapse um, after a few of their departures, losing... The top goal scorer losing their manager for a bit of disruption, but they've they've really shown a lot of character. And you've got to remember they've they've had more points from losing positions than any other team in the league so far this season. Um, and, and it felt like they snatched three points here, but they're not going to complain. Um, and a fifth in the table, they're two points off the European places uh, with a game in hand on Sochi as well. Yeah, I mean that's that okay. Like your European places are are, are, are like you know the, the fictitious. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, it is. It is like relatively moot at the moment Some because places of what's that might be quite nice to look at at the end of the season. Let's yeah. just leave it at that. I yeah. guess. I mean, I, I know I was speaking with uh, two Ukrainian football journalists this week, and they said they are just hoping for an end to everything that the peace breaks out in Ukraine, simply because they want to actually go and try and qualify for the World Cup. That's that's what they said. They said that's okay. Everything else like is bad, but they're trying to put a kind of a nice spin on it. And just from a purely sporting point of view, they're looking forward to that. And, and I asked them about what about teams in Europe next year, and they're like, "Well, their league is suspended, so you know they're, they're even not even looking at that." So same here in Russia. Yeah. Um, you could just get Jim Bowen in for a, here's what you could have won at the end of the season. <laughs> <Sorry>. Bullseye, exactly. <laughs> uh, that's an old uh, uh, quiz show from from back in the UK. Uh, okay, I'm uh, looking ahead to next week at two o'clock on Saturday out on the Volga. Nizhnovgorod are hosting Dynamo. Dynamo need to win that game because uh, they, if they pick up points there against a team that are in the lower half of the table, um, they keep the pressure on Zinit. Are Dynamo going to win that match, Andrew Flint? <laughs> It's it's a tough one to call really because Nizhny Novgorod have pulled out some really weird results this um, this season so far. They have to be winning that one really. Only three points the gap now um, after Zuni drop points, of course. So uh, I think they probably will just about. But Nizhny Novgorod have really not really followed any logic this season. Dynamo weren't great um, this weekend, but they picked up their win, did the job. Um, they'll need to probably be a bit more efficient, but I think they'll probably have enough to do it. Yeah, of course, Nizhny Day won uh, 2-1 away to Rostov, which has actually put Rostov into trouble. Uh, that was yesterday, or sorry, on, on Saturday. Um, looking then, Himki are hosting Siska, that's on Saturday, also mm. at 2 o'clock. Um, Himki need points, Siska really need to win that match. They can't afford, Himki won away in Rubin, uh, giving themselves a bit of a lifeline, an odd result. Um, but if Siska 
don't win that match, then that's it. They are not going to finish second in the table. That's that's one hundred percent certain. Am I right? And yeah, I, I think I think honestly, tonight's result is probably the one that's done for them um, for Tisca for their hopes. I mean, they, they still they're only three points off, but. Um, yeah, uh, they should be beating Himke. But Himke, they're picking up a bit of form. Um, two wins in a row. It won't be easy for them. Um, just depends if Dennis Glushkov decides to turn up or not. Um, I, I think this guy should have plenty of firepower to get past him, though. Um, oh. And it'll be important to do. OK, out on Sunday, of course, uh, Spartak are playing at home to Arsenal Tula. Uh, Tula, like Arsenal, decimated points there down in the bottom four. And Rostov are hosting Lokomotiv. Rostov yeah. in absolute free fall at the moment. Um that's two wins for the, the Moscow clubs, Andy Mack, would you reckon? Um, you'd hope so. Neither side have won in five. Um, but having, I, I didn't see the game live, but having watched the highlights, I actually thought Spartak probably were deserving of a point, maybe. Looked a better team, certainly from the highlights. In the first anyway. half, yeah. In the first half, for sure, yeah. Um, and Arsenal Tula are pants, so. Okay, you're thinking two wins. <laughs> All right. Okay, um, okay. Um, we are going now. Fine. We got her on the air. We were kind of, there was a little bit of a, a, a glitch at the start, but now we have her on the air. Um, Isol Cody, uh, your boys in white did a great job today, absolutely destroying the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. I mean, uh, uh, Newcastle. Say, Newcastle, sorry. Let's just say glitch my beep, because it's the one time I get to come on and gloat about the fact that in one game, Spurs have done more for global like berating of Saudi Arabia than any other team. Um, it was a brilliant performance. And for the next 24 hours, we are going to be fourth in the table. So tomorrow night, obviously, Arsenal um, are up against Palace. Um, Palace are at home for that match. But for the next 24 hours, I will be gloating and feeling like I will be going to Europe next year in a <laughs> proper competition. <laughs> OK, of course, yes, Liverpool winning 2-0 against Watford at mm. home. Uh, Man City 2-0 away against Burnley. Chelsea surprisingly losing to the reanimated, uh, that's in the Russian sense, they basically brought back to life Christian Eriksen's Brentford losing 4-1 at home. Man, Jesse United again 1-1 against Leicester City um, Isol I'll ask you this because it, it broke on Friday it wasn't an April Fool's joke Ralph Rangnick when he finishes up in United he's coming back to Lokomotiv Moscow do you think United fans will they be happy with that? I I think he, I, I, let's put it this way I think United fans will be happy to get in a manager who can do something with those players and I don't know if it would be Ralph's fault or not Um it's been it's been a weird weekend for football. April Fools aside, we uh, we passed by that, and yet we have Chelsea saying that their current run of form is due to a uh, rather than a player incident, a manager incident off the field with Thomas Tuchel's marriage breaking down. And I think we've now reached a stage where we're like Chelsea is just in a they're in a very precarious position. If this is the sort of stuff that's being published. Um, presently, yeah, it seems it's it's open season on. Like, I mean, the, the, look, we we spoke about that last week, especially in the English media. Okay, media everywhere are, are you know, have question marks around them. In sports media in England, it is absolutely cutthroat, and nothing, nothing is beyond the pale. Like seriously, nothing beyond the pale, um, except if you got you're well connected and you have good friends in the media and drinking buddies as well. But you know, still, you know, news sells. Um, looking ahead, of course, West Ham winning 2-1 against Everton. Mm -hmm. Everton and absolutely in massive problems. Well, let's look ahead to next week, Eastles. Huge, yeah. huge title decider, people are saying. Well, we've already decided that Manchester City have won the title. Uh, Andy Mack, this 
agrees. It's at 6.30. He's shaking his head here, but um, Andy, you came in groaning and moaning into the studio and you're shaking your head, so you're not that sore. <laughs> well, uh, very... You said you couldn't lift your arms up. It, yeah, but that's not for me celebrating Liverpool going to win the league because I wouldn't celebrate. I'll just gloat <laughs> at you. <laughs> then I, 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 I call it wrong. <laughs> for the first time in many years, I've called it wrong. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, it's huge. It's and it's huge. the last... It's the last game of the weekend, um, City obviously at home, but it sets up everything because even if that game is a draw, it sets down a marker. Both teams really need to win this game to psychologically be one up because otherwise you're going to feel that every game you're going into, the other is breathing down your neck and this is the, like, it's a brilliant game to cap off next weekend and I think we'll all be tuning in and it'll be a... Knowing my luck, it'll probably be a nil all damp squib. <laughs> well, look, I'm looking at it, and I mean, of course, Liverpool on a run of win, uh, five wins. Um, City, a little bit patchier, three wins, a draw, and a loss uh, in their last five matches, but they're still a point ahead. Um, Andy Mack, what, what do you reckon? Do you, uh, you think it's going to be a damp squid? Um, I, I really don't know. Uh, I think City were very efficient in getting rid of Burnley. This weekend, got the two goals early, had a couple of scares, but I think they kind of took their foot off the pedal and start to focus already on Atletico Madrid. But next four games, they've got Madrid, Liverpool, away in Madrid, and then Liverpool in the cup. Um, so, really, they for me, they just need to get through, I think, this, this Champions League first game. Now that the away goals rule doesn't count. Yeah. I, th I think they're going to be good enough to, to hit any team home or away. I think they need to get through the Madrid game without actually having too many issues, injuries, etc. And then back on to focusing. Well, it's home as well. So there are two home yeah. games. Or so yeah. there is a bit of an advantage. Um, There's also a fabulous midweek game, which I would urge everyone to tune in for. Because it's, as you just put it, a free-falling Everton up against Burnley, who are second from the bottom. They're just going to go for a bit of, like, it's going to be no holes barred, both teams trying to get any sense of yeah. nearing the end of the season not looking as bad as they have been throughout. I know, it's, it's, it's amazing that, like, Everton are in that position with the amount of money that they spend and the players they have as well. Um, they're three points away from the drop zone. Their, their goal difference is a, a lot better than Watford, who yeah. are three points behind them. But a Burnley win, um, that's, okay, could be a death knell for Frank Lampard. Um, Looking at it very, very quickly midweek before we go on to more important issues, of course, in the Champions League. Um, a quick one from you, uh, Andrew Flint. Benfica at home, that's at 10 o'clock Moscow time against Liverpool. That's a, a handy enough Liverpool win, isn't it? Yeah, you'd have to think so. They've got so many options. It doesn't matter if, if Salah or Mane are rested. They've got Diogo Jota, who's probably the most informed player in the in England at the moment, I think they'll be relatively comfortable. That's okay. probably one of the easiest ties that Liverpool will have. So, yeah. yeah. They also so. Nice hot balls being drawn out of uh, bowls there in Switzerland. Um, Man City, Atletico Madrid, you mentioned Andy Mack. Um, it, it's not going to be easy, but what's your right? I mean, it, it looks like it could be like a 2 0 win or something for, for City. I could see their next four games all being 0 0 now. Really? Um, Atletico Madrid have, have really turned it on again at the moment. Joao Felix is absolutely on fire. Um, I think they'll sit really, really tight, play, maybe change it up and even play three at the back against City if they've studied up Premier League results where City have found it difficult to break teams down um, and Atletico Madrid will make it really difficult and potentially frustrate them and I could see that 
being, a, being a nil-nil or a one-one. Okay, fair enough. Um, Eastold, Chelsea and Real Madrid is on Wednesday at ten o'clock. Uh, as you mentioned, you know Chelsea in all sorts of trouble. Um, but do they have enough about them to see off Real Madrid, or are Real, you know, just a little bit too good and a bit too settled at the moment? Well, Real Madrid are top of the table at the moment, and you're going up against a Chelsea team that are in just a level of disarray that we couldn't have potentially foreseen Chelsea in in the like at all. Um, I think Real Madrid could do it, but then again, Chelsea might have a point to prove coming out from a very disappointing weekend and putting themselves in a bit of danger in terms of the Premier League. But Real are top of La Liga. Like, yeah. Chelsea are not at the races at the moment. Yeah, yeah. That, that is true. Uh, just Villarreal again, again, Spanish mm. um, interest there as well. Third Spanish yeah. team. Uh, Villarreal at home against Bayern Munich. Um, Bayern are having some difficulties at the moment within the club, but they're still, you know, they're still, still motoring along. Um, quick one from all three of you. Andy, a win for, for Bayern? Um, a handy win, I think, going by Villarreal's last two games. Okay, uh, Andrew Flint? Yeah, can't go past him. Okay, can't and uh, Lady Last, uh, Bayern Munich, a win or a loss or a draw? I'm going to have to go with win for top of the table, Bayern. <laughs> Very good. Table is mattering now for Spurs fans. Now they're actually moving up a little oh, bit. Oh, we're all well. about the table. <laughs> <laughs> um, a very quick one for all you. Last week I asked um, Jonathan Higgins uh, from Virgin Media Sports about uh, the uh, Oscars. And I said, like, it, the Oscars are going to be interesting this year. And they were. Now, um, I'm going to ask um, <laughs> each of you in turn. I'm going to start off with Andy Mack uh, nearest to me because he's barely able to move at the moment. He said he's tired. So, Andy, would you? get up and slap the head of someone who insulted your other half i simply couldn't even manage that at the moment <laughs> okay one visit to the gym in a decade ruined me they'd be they'd just push me over with one finger <laughs> all right um Isol cody would you expect expect brian to get up and slap you or if someone insulted him for his hair would you have to defend him <laughs> that hair he hasn't any he could be the butt of all these jokes my brother my brother regularly refers to him as Bruce Willis as a result. So, yeah. Um, however, I, look, I'd like to think I'd do better than slap someone. You'd punch them. Come yeah, on. That was a re- it was a really weak thing. And Andrew yeah. Flint, someone insulting your other half about her hair, would you get up and give him a slap like Will Smith did to Chris Rock? Well, I, I think he's also hit the nail on the head. A slap isn't enough. Um, but it all looked so staged. It was a bit, you know, oh, yeah. he, he seemed yeah, to be ready yeah. for it. But it was, smack him properly, yeah. Exactly. I mean, in all fairness... Uh, Will Smith was channel- like channeling his uh, inner Richard Williams, you know, sort of uh, an alcoholic, <laughs> wife abusing, child abusing person, <laughs> and he goes up and slaps. Like, what is going on? What, whatever he did for training for the Muhammad Ali movie was rubbish. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 oh my God! Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, he was laughing. He was laughing to start with, and then suddenly he's enraged. I yeah. mean, that You're just should tell you something. The only thing I will say is, there's like. It was such an inappropriate joke, but his behaviour, you're like, there's a better way of dealing with that. And uh, Look, Straight Chris Rock, it, yeah. it wasn't funny to begin with. You'd nearly just slap him for making a poor joke as opposed to insulting your wife. <laughs> oh, my God. Everybody hates Chris, but okay, there we go. Folks, thank you. So, Issa's going to have to walk the dogs, and then she'll be back, of course, for a Big Fat Filthy Quiz, and Andrew Flint, of course, will be back in the Big Fat Filthy Quiz as well. And in honour, in honour of Will Smith, okay, Will Smith... <laughs> The, the, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> I was laughing at this. We're, uh, he said, no, no, it's, we're going to play it with Will Smith right now. And uh, how, how Wild, Wild quick... West is his best song. Well, okay. Fresh Prince. Okay, Fresh Okay, Andy, what do you reckon? 
got to be Miami, really, isn't it? It's not. It's actually because, you know, I'm sure that, um, you know, his wife's you know, boyfriends were very happy that he stood up for her. But at the oh, same no, time... Not, not let's get jiggy with it. There you go. Let's get jiggy with Will Smith. Back after the break with Andrew. Please. <laughs> Play another from the prison is sure highness. Only bad chicks riding my whip. South to the west, to the east, to the north. Bump my hips and watch them go off. But go off. But yes, yes, sure. You don't stop in the winter order. Summertime. I mix it high. Getting jiggy with them. Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it. 850 IS if you need a lift. Who's the kid in the drop? Who else will slip? Living that life, some consider a myth. Rock from South Street to 125. Women used to tease me, give it to me now, nice and easy. Since I moved up like Georgia Weezy. Cream to the maximum, I'll be axing them. Would you like to bounce with the brother that's platinum? Never see Will attacking them. Rather play ball with shacking them, flatten them. Like, getting. Thought I took a spell, but I didn't. Trust the lady of my life, she hitting. Hit her with a drop top. With the ribbon, crib for my mom on the outskirts of Billy. You trying to flex on me? Don't be silly. Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it.
лучшее завершение уикенда на Capital. Join us on a journey. From the beach to the dance floor. Chicane presents Sunsets. Каждое воскресенье в 11 вечера провожаем отличный уикенд. Встречаем новую неделю. Рассада, тяпка, мангал, мячик, лейка, гитара, собака. Отправляясь на дачу, не забудьте любимое ТВ. Подключай спутниковое телевидение НТВ Плюс на даче и смотри сериалы, фильмы и передачи весь год всего за 798 рублей. Акция действует до 31 июля. Подробности на НТВ Плюс точка ру. Категория 18 плюс. With Alan Moore. Okay, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. And I hope that uh, we didn't offend anybody by our jokes about Will Smith. Um, you know, I, I'm a huge fan. What he did on last last week was, I don't know, let me down a little bit, but still, you know, the man's a man. He's got a great body of work. Um, and, you know, so... <laughs> would you stop laughing, Andy Mack? <laughs> I'll tell you, okay. Right, folks, uh, World Cup uh, draw was made. Um, so we'll run through quickly who is going to be there. And then we're going to discuss about the groups and, of course, uh, some other teams still have a chance of qualifying. We mentioned earlier on, excuse me, Wales and Scotland and uh, Ukraine, because uh, Scotland will play Ukraine, hopefully in June, and then Wales will be the winner of that to go through then to the, uh, oh, uh, the Olympics, to, to the World Cup. Okay, so Qatar, <clears throat> of course, as hopes, uh, hosts, hopes, no hopes, uh, hosts, <laughs> uh, then Germany, Denmark, Brazil, France, Belgium, Croatia, Spain, Serbia, England, Switzerland, Netherlands, also known as Holland, Argentina, Iran, South Korea, Japan, Saudi Arabia, Ecuador, Uruguay, Canada, Ghana, Senegal, Portugal, Poland, Tunisia, Morocco, Cameroon, the US of A, and Mexico, and Mexico, okay? Now, still to go through, of course, are some other teams still waiting to qualify. Uh, on the 7th of June, the United Arab Emirates, in a one-off game, will be playing against Australia, so they will go through with that. Um, and then, of course, then, in the other playoffs, will be uh, the uh, New Zealand playing the... The final team from uh, South America, correct, Andy? Uh, I can't remember which way around. It's is Peru, it? Peru. Yeah, I think it is Peru, yeah. Yeah, so they're going to play in Peru to, to get through. Okay, so the draw was made. Uh, one of the most interesting groups, um, or oh, sorry, the AFC round winner, sorry. So it's, uh, 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 was it AFC round? Oh, come back into it. It's Costa Rica playing uh, New Zealand. Okay, um, now we're going to go over to Georgia. Okay, that's, of course, the American Georgia, uh, to Andrew Weiss. Andrew, you're very welcome back onto Capital Sports. How is the weather over there in the sunny south? Oh, it's beautiful right now. Sunny. <laughs> I was just sitting outside before I came in. <laughs> I hate you. Because <laughs> last night, of course... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Last night, of course, he was following uh, our uh, intrepid adventures at the RGD Arena, where he was, of course, himself before many times. Um, Andrew, just straight away about the USA. Um, they, I mean, qualification was the goal. They did it. They did well in parts, but... How are you looking at it? Because in the, the World Cup group itself, um, it's, 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 a, it's a group of death in every sense. I mean, <laughs> that was just an amazing <laughs> draw. I mean, they're in against England, Iran, and uh, possibly Wales, Scotland, or Ukraine. Um, what has been the reaction in the US at the moment? You know, I think a lot of Americans are really excited about playing against England again. 
uh, a lot on Twitter is about channeling Rob Green and his gaffe <laughs> against the U.S. back with Dempsey. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of Americans are, are overlooking the strength of Iran. And, uh, you know, they're no walkover. They're one of Asia's best teams over the last, you know, 10, 12 years. And so uh, Americans are pretty hopeful. And, of course, there's the, the wild card of, you know, the Wales versus Scotland uh and possibly Ukraine playoff. And so, you know, it's going to be a really tough group. And I had seen one stat that showed that the average ranking of that group is right up there with any of the others as far as, you know, the quality of the sides. And so, you know, the U.S. should look at this as an opportunity to move on. I think it's a lot more pressure on Greg Berhalter, the head coach, um, because this is a group where the U.S. should move on. And so uh, this is not a walkover. But I also think that the other teams are probably happy to see the U.S. as well. Right. Well, this is the whole thing. I mean, because if we remember back in 2010, we had the uh, the, the group, and I, I saved it, and, and it's been, re- well, people are putting around the place, about uh, England, America, who was it, and, or the, the Yanks, so it was like easy. The group was like called easy. Yeah. Um, they, I think yeah. it was maybe Algeria was in that group as well? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Algeria. And who was the S? Slovenia. Slovenia, there we go. Yeah, Slovenia making a debut. Yeah. And the, the English went overboard and then they got humiliated by Germany. But like, okay, they were very unlucky against Germany in one sense. But looking at that Iranian team, now we know, and you've seen him play here live in Russia, Sardar Azmoun, who's now playing in Germany. Yep. He, he's a player that, if he is on form, can tear strips off that England defence, especially if Harry Maguire is standing there like the, you know, a big mummy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, Iran, I think, can take points off any of the sides that are in Group B at this point, um, especially if they come in overconfident and thinking that Iran's going to be a walkover. They have they have talent. And and, you know, the Iranian league as well. A lot of their players are probably going to be coming out of Iran, but uh, their their league is quite strong as well. When you see the, the success they've had in the AFC Champions League over the last few years. And so, you know, I think. I really think that that group is going to be a toss-up. I still think the USA should move on, but uh, I, I think they should, but that doesn't mean that they will. Okay, no, that's fair enough. And I mean, at least you, you're, you're being very, very direct and very honest with it as well. And I do think it's, it is a, it's one of those, um, you know, kind of situations where, again, as you said, the wild card, who's coming out of Europe, you know? And, you know, how long do we wait for, a, you know, Ukraine to be able to, to take part as well? I mean, it's a, it's a tragedy that they, you know, at least they haven't had the chance to play and get through. But, you know, let, let, let's fingers crossed, um, you know, peace will break out and things will be okay. Um, just it's New Zealand, Co- uh, Costa Rica, and then the Australia, the winner of Australia. Australia UAE will play against Peru. That, thanks, Andy Mike. Yep. Um, now, looking at the other groups uh, quickly, Andrew Qatar, Ecuador, Senegal, Netherlands. I mean, Qatar are hiding to nothing. Ecuador has some good, decent players. Senegal, we saw them coming through. They're not a bad side as well. Holland, you know, many people are tipping them. Like I've tipped them to go all the way and win the bloody thing. Um, but what what do you reckon? I mean, that's a tough group as well. It is a tough group, and you know we'll be watching that group closely because whoever moves out of Group B will play uh, Group A in the the first stages of the knockout rounds. Uh, I was I was joking about this with somebody recently about you know Qatar. I, I'm done betting against host countries not making it out of their group, um, and you know Qatar actually played against the U.S. in uh, the Gold Cup, our our confederation's continental championship uh, this past summer, and and Qatar took it to the USA. And uh, the USA was lucky to get a result out of it. And and they've been prepping for this for, what, eight, ten years now. And so uh, 
I could see a situation where Qatar moves on out of in second place out of that group. I know a lot of people probably would scoff at that, but um, you know they're playing at home, and and that's a huge advantage for them. Of course, the Netherlands will probably move on, and so nobody's going to want to finish second out of Group B to go against the Netherlands in that first knockout round. No, that is very, very true. Very, very true. Um, now, more North American interest. Uh, Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico and Poland. Saudi have not hit the heights since they played in the USA in 1994 in the World Cup when they were absolutely phenomenal. But there was a, there's a big story behind them. We'll deal with that when we come to Saudi Arabia in the future. Um, but Mexico, I mean, they're always a team who can come through, but then they blow it in the second round. Um, Poland with Lewandowski... Of course, we know how good he is, but how good are Mexico, Andrew? They've really not hit. What's scary is that they finished in second place in CONCACAF, and they've never really hit all gears. Um, they they struggle to score goals at times, and uh, they kind of lacked an out-and-out goal scorer. But uh, Chucky, Chucky Lozano was great for them throughout qualifying. And, uh, you know, they could turn it on at any point, And when they turn it on, they're as good as, as a lot of countries. And so, you know, I think that Group C is interesting. I, I would probably tip Poland and Argentina to move on. But, but Mexico is right up there with Poland, I think. And, uh, and they could make some noise. And there's a little bit of intrigue there with Mexico and Argentina with Tata Martino as, as Mexico's coach now and uh, the famous Argentine manager. And so he'll have a rooting interest in getting prepared for that one and and there's a lot to talk about in that group. I think it's it's as competitive a group as any of them, obviously, apart from probably Saudi Arabia. Oh, it's, that is fair enough. Um, in Group D, uh, France and then the winners of that AFC and the uh, um, uh whoever comes out of that playoff, Denmark and Tunisia. Um, Denmark, they look like they're going to have Christian Eriksen sort of risen from the dead. He's going to be back. Tunisia were here, like, I mean, they're, they're, they're an experienced side, but France, the reigning champions, still with the likes of Pogba, um, who will be at a new club most likely with Kylian Mbappe, they've got a very, very good side, don't they? Yeah, they do. They're class, and and you know that I should, I would think that they would be just as strong, if not stronger, this time around. <clears throat> Excuse me, with the with the maturity of Mbappe now, uh, he was just a kid in the last World Cup, and he was still lights out. And so, you know, France is there. I could still see Denmark probably moving on. Um, but, you know, Peru or potentially Australia could make some noise in that group. I mean, I, I shouldn't count out UAE. They still have to play Australia, don't they? But, um, you know, Peru had a, had not really the greatest results in the last World Cup, but I'm sure they'll be glad to get another crack at it if they can get past that AFC playoff. Yeah, that is very, very true as well. And again, the UAE, I mean, they're not a bad team. They've got some decent players, but, you know, yeah. they, 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 be, they would be one of the weakest ones coming out of, that, uh, of the Asian section. But still, to come out of that, yeah. they, they've done well. Um, then in Group E, you've got Spain, then the winners of CONCACAF, and then OF, uh, the, well, Oceania, uh, Germany, and Japan. Now, um, I'm going to, uh, Andy, I'm going to ask you about that. Like, I mean, Germany, Jap- Germany and Spain, um, and Japan. Japan were brilliant in the last World Cup, should have beaten Belgium, and then just went a bit too kamikaze in it, for want of a better word. <laughs> um, <laughs> their qualifying was near enough impeccable. Um, same group as Australia. Um, even when when other nations took their foot off the pedal in, in the last kind of couple of qualifiers, uh, Japan beat Australia two 0 albeit two very late goals. Um, and they've got a decent squad. Uh, obviously, a few of them I've watched now firsthand at Celtic, and they don't even really get much of a pick. Um, and the work rate, te- technicality, physicality as well is something that I think they've really improved on. Um, and I think Japan and, and South Korea. I mean, we were talking about Iran earlier. 
South Korea looked way better than Iran um, in the qualifying, I thought. So two teams that are, are really interesting elements to those groups, um, but I think Germany and Spain, if they're at it when they arrive, um, yeah. will, be, will be way too good. You go along with that, Andrew. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Japan is a great team to watch, but I mean, that group, it should be Germany and Spain coming out of that. And whoever is that, whoever wins the playoff to get into that group, I don't see them doing well. Oh. And like we were mentioning yeah. mentioning before the show, I mean, this this is such a unique World Cup in the sense that it's now going to be right slap bang in the middle of the season. It's yeah. not like we're talking about how well teams have performed or players have performed going into or at the, the end of the season, then going into the summer. This is now going to be mid-season and anything, but did, absolutely anything but can happen. Andy, and some parts of the world won't have even started uh, their seasons. But, did, but this is where we're, we're being a bit Eurocentric about that because in some, like in, in the MLS, for example... That'll be the end of their season. Yeah. So, I mean... This is what I mean. Yeah, yeah. It's now flipped. Yeah. So, there'll be a lot of teams having injuries, niggles. They've just played parts of the Champions League. Uh, There's no kind of like... There's the... You're going to be straight into momentum. Now that sort of has flipped for a lot of the the teams going into this in Asia, MLS, etc. So, it'll be quite an interesting twist to it a little bit with the heat and everything and... No, I, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, okay, then, returning back after, what is it, is it uh, 26, 36 years, uh, Canada are in Group F with Belgium, Morocco and Croatia. Croatia, of course, were up last time. Belgium, who have just lost the number one ranking to Brazil, as Andy Mac reminded me, before the show. Um, Canada, I mean, they have a lot of young players, a lot of players who've sort of, like, you know, been naturalised in Canada, or like, yeah, they're sort of first-generation Canadians. Um, how are they in qualifying, and do they stand a chance of even picking up a point in that group? I am so excited about Canada being back in the World Cup. <clears throat> they they coasted through CONCACAF qualifying. Um, they at the beginning, people's people thought that they were an up and coming team, and then they really established that they belong at the upper echelon of CONCACAF. Um, Jonathan David with Lille, he was great in qualifying. Uh, of course, Alfonso Davies. Everyone knows Alfonso Davies, and uh, he was he was injured for the last bit of qualifying, and they still coasted through. Uh, Kyle Lairn at Besiktas as well is a good good forward for them as well. And so, you know, I I think that I I, I don't see them getting out of that group, but uh, it's very possible. Of course, Croatia and Belgium are top top caliber, but you know, I, I could see them being equal with Morocco, and and they could make some noise and. And I think the biggest thing in qualifying for them was just their belief. They really bought into what their manager, John Herdman, had them do. And uh, they were not, you know, a collection of parts. They were, they were a, the sum of parts. And uh, they really came through and, and were a true team. Whereas not in qualifying, you know, you'll see sides with quality that yeah. just kind of, you know, the quality of their players gets them through. That's not Canada. Canada was a true team. And uh, it'll be fun to see how they do in this World Cup. Okay, now quickly, we've we only got a minute or two left, and I have one more question for you. Um, Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, Cameroon, Andy Mack, um, that's like Brazil should be firing on all cinders. They are one of the favourites for this World Cup, aren't they? Uh, they are the favourite for this World Cup, if you um, analyse the prices at the moment. Um, yeah, I think they should, be, they should be far too good for that group, I think. But the other teams in it, uh, I, I don't think I could split them. Um, I was quite impressed with Switzerland against England in the friendly, but it's a friendly. Um, Cameroon as well. Uh, I actually thought the African Cup of Nations was one of the most abysmal tournaments I've watched in, yeah. in, in, in a while, but that's probably the state of the pitch. So yeah. taking these teams, uh, Cameroon, to good 
conditions against more technical teams. Very interesting. I, I really couldn't split those three, but I think Switzerland would be my yeah. pick for I second. said it. Serbia, I saw them in qualifying along with Portugal, who we're going to speak about next. And Serbia were very, very poor, and so were Portugal. Next week, of course, Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay, South Korea. Um, that's a, a reintroduction of Luis Suarez and Uruguay to Ghana from 2010. Andrew, is that, would that group excite you? Because you saw Portugal live here uh, when they played Morocco. Would, is that, is that a, a group that would say, oh, I'll actually stay up for those matches? Oh, I don't know. I, I honestly think that both Uruguay and Portugal are probably due for a, a crashing out of the group stage sort of oh, sort nice. of campaign. I, I really think that both of them are older squads at this point. Of course, you know, Portugal has some, some younger talent as well, but Uruguay is not... The, a lot of those guys have been around for, you know, two, three World Cups now, and, and you could see kind of the, the tires fall off the car for either one of them potentially. But that being said, you know, Ghana and Korea, they both... They both are solid sides, and so maybe the quality of Uruguay and Portugal can drag them through the group. But I don't see anybody out of that group really making a, a, a big run in the tournament this year. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that that's the, the, the group of absolute trash. Like, I mean, I give it to a garbage there in that group. Uh, you could also argue it's probably one of the most World Cup-y groups it ever is, at a I think, World Cup. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a great, it's a great it, group. It really does look like a... <laughs> I'll watch it because there's going to be goals in that group. There will be goals. I, 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 I actually kind of fancy South Korea because um, going back yep. to the South America qualifiers, Uruguay went through a stint where they played Argentina and Brazil and Bolivia and they went on a four-game losing streak. Um, yeah. And then they kind of had to turn it on just to qualify, but they were so poor for those that that round of fixtures in qualifying that I I agree uh, with Andrew that I think they'll 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 go kaput this time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I kind of fancy South Korea, mate. Yeah. Portugal, I know probably. A Andrew was living in South Korea, so I mean South Korea they, they love the football, love the sports, baseball as well. Um, would you think maybe that they could actually make a bit of a shock and maybe nip past Uruguay for that second place? I, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, you know, their their core group of players are really coming into their prime, and uh, you know they're I, they're disciplined. They're they're pretty technical as well, and so yeah, it wouldn't shock me at all if they finished second in that group. Okay, now one final thing I want to ask uh, Andrew because we were having a discussion on Twitter about just when it was taking place was of course uh, the qualifiers because uh, Egypt were playing Senegal. Uh, it went to a penalty shootout. It was one nil, one nil, a one one draw on, on aggregate. Um, the absolute disgrace of the Senegalese fans with it really looked like a coordinated with green lasers into the eyes of the Egyptian staff and players um, I'm going to leave you with the final word on this Andrew you've got a minute should that game be replayed should Senegal be you know put out of the World Cup for that because that was absolutely atrocious wasn't it it was and it was amazing to watch because I really kept anticipating you know, the Egyptian players and the, the staff to really almost push for the game to be stopped until they could work on that. But it really, it didn't seem like they were as bothered as maybe the fans were watching on TV. And the referee didn't seem real bothered with it either. And and it was kind of shocking to watch that play out because I kept expecting something, something to be done about it. And, and nothing was and nobody really seemed to be that bothered with it on the field. But my goodness, especially once you got to that shootout. Uh, uh, I don't know how the Egyptian players were dealing with that, especially the keeper. I don't know how he could focus on exactly. on the shooters coming to him. It looked like he was in a nightclub, not on a football pitch. <laughs> Look, we saw it. He was uh, Russia, Belgium in 2010 in in, in Brazil when Akinfaev, Igor Akinfaev, the Russian goalkeeper, had to shone into his face, and the next corner came in. He dropped the ball. It was like it. Like I spoke. Like I, I spoke with people, and he he doesn't like to bring it up, but it definitely went out. So okay, Andrew, you're going to stay on with us for the quiz. Yeah, I'll stay.
Super, very, very good. Okay, folks, we're going to go out right now uh, with, it was a former, um, how do you say, the um, anthem for the English Premier League many, many years ago. But uh, we're coming back after this big filthy quiz. We're going to go out with Kasabian and Fire. Capital Sports with Alan Moore.
лучшее за решением уикенда на Capital. Join us on a journey. From the beach to the dance floor. Chicane presents Sunsets. Каждое воскресенье в 11 вечера провожаем отличный уикенд. Встречаем новую неделю. Okay, folks, very well. Welcome back to Kappa Sports here on Moscow's Kappa FM. I'm still Alan Moore. Andy Mack is still in the studio with me, surviving away. And he'll be first in line, in the firing line for our quiz. So, Andy, you're going to go first. Uh, then the, we have... The reverse of your ear. <laughs> All right, let's keep it clean up. Uh, Peter P., you're there with us? Present and accounted for. Very good. With the good Boston tones. Uh, Isil Cody, you are back from the dog walk? On show. Okay, um... Andrew Weiss, you're there with us? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, cool. Your, your screen is frozen, so I just see your kind of like very uh, angry looking face at the moment. <laughs> no, I'm here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Andrew Flint, you're there. I can hear your giggle. Of course, I'm here, yes. <laughs> All right, here we go. Right, so the first one now, because in the honour of the World Cup, right, because of the World Cup, I'm going to play national anthems, right? So these are all teams qualified. I was told today I should play unqualified teams for the World Cup, but then I had to play Ireland and Russia, so I said, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> It'd be just too nasty. So here we go. So, um, Andy Mack, this one is yours. So you're Scotland. Ready? They haven't qualified. They won't qualify. Uh, anyway, so here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so it's a European team. I'll give you that hint. Who was uh, it? Come on. Three seconds. Three, two, one. Croatia. Yes. No. That's Croatia's Nashalipidomodavina. Anyway. Oh, of course. Um, zero. It's Denmark. Uh, Denmark. Yeah, I kept... Uh, okay, right. Next one. Next one. Here we go. So who is next? Oh, it's Peter P. Peter P. You ready? Yeah. Okay, this is South America. Here you go. Right. Okay, so South American country. Who are they, Peter? Uh, all right, it's I'm not Brazil. Wing it and hope it's, it's not Brazil. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna wing it and hope that the the country won't get pissed at me. I'm gonna say Argentina. No, it's Ecuador. <laughs> Ecuador. <laughs> you thought it was going to be Sash. <laughs> Ecuador. <laughs> okay. Anyway, right. The next one, uh, Isol Cody. Here you go. This one is for you. Ready? Mm-hmm. All right. I should say it's Asia. Okay, Eastland, who is it? An Asian team. Um, I'm going to go... Oh, our Skype call just dropped. Our Skype call just dropped. Guys, are you still there? Are we still there? Eastland, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, right. You just draw everything dropped for a moment. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, so what, what was that country you were saying you were going to take a guess? I'm going to go with Japan. No. Andrew? 
Vice? I wish you would have played that for me. That's a guka. That's the South Korean anthem. <laughs> it's a catchy you. number. It's it is. I'm going to give Andrew a point for that. <laughs> Are they actually called South Korea in the World Cup, though? Do they not have to go by another name? I don't know. I thought they're I think like, they have to go by Korean Republic. Oh, like, oh, they go by Korean Republic. Yeah, yeah, Korean Republic. Okay, there you go. All right, thank you. Like a man in uh, badly fitting shoes, I stand awkwardly. Right, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you thought I was going to say something else. All right, Andrew, this now is for you. Okay, you ready? Which Andrew? You. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, Andrew, here we go. All right. Okay, an Asian team. Don't that's an out. Asian team. Yeah, that's an Asian oh, team. Oh, goodness. Uh, that would need to be Japan. No, it's Qatar. It's Qatar. Oh. <laughs> we got one point anyway, so you're the only person with a point. Andrew Flint, this one out is coming for you. You ready? Uh, maybe. All right, <laughs> here on, we go, here we go. <laughs> Okay, who is it? Uh, Switzerland. No. Anyone else want to jump, jump in for a point? That's O'Canada. That's O'Canada indeed. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> 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 they beat me to it. <laughs> All right, fair enough. All right, Peter, I'll give you, I'll give you a sympathy point, okay? Fair enough. Thank you. I'll take it. I'm not even ashamed about it. I'll take it. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Right. So, uh, Andrew, our, our newbie from Georgia is on two points right now. Peter P is on one point. Okay. Here we go. Um, so, Andy Mack, for you, what agony for Liverpool star? What agony for Liverpool star? Um, What's the missing word, Ren? Go ahead. <laughs> no idea. Uh, what agony? That's the, just what agony for Liverpool star. Yeah, yeah. It's only one word as well. Breathing one. agony. Breathing yeah. agony. <laughs> Wheezy boys. Okay. Men in black agony. No, mo, mo agony, more, oh, mo geez. agony. Okay. <laughs> I'll give you a point anyway, just for for pity's sake. <laughs> Peter P, for you. All right. All right. Here we go. All right. <laughs> only removing what will help trans athletes compete as women. Only removing what will help trans athletes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Way to put me on the spot here. All right. Uh, uh, prejudice. Oh, do you know what? I'm going, to give, I'm going to give you six points for that. Stigmas. Stigmas. Yeah, well done. Stigmas. There we go. Well done. Prejudice. Thank you. Stigmas. Thank you. I like that. Okay. Uh, Esau Cody, this one is for you. Fury hires what as a sparring partner? Fury, that's Tyson, of course, um, hires what as a sparring partner? Not his younger half brother. Um, <laughs> sorry, that, that's a boxing joke. Fury hires. Um, I'm going to go with Eddie Hall. I feel like being reti- absolutely ridiculous with my answers tonight. I'm going to give. So. You, I'll give you three points. It's actually Big Baby. Big Baby. I was thinking Chris Rock. Chris Rock. <laughs> Are you with me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we actually hire <laughs> Will. Yeah, because I tell you something, Chris. Pierce Rock apparently took that slap and didn't go down, so fair enough. Right, um, okay, Andrew, <laughs> this one is for you. Colombia miss out on World Cup what? Colombia miss out on World Cup what? 
you might want to stress oh. which Andrew. Yeah, no, I did, I did, okay. I did, I did. You hear me? Oh, I have no idea. Party. I don't know. Where it's a party I... wherever Columbia goes, but that's <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give you five points. It's World Cup trip. Okay, there you go. It's very, very simple. I'm uh, keeping it very easy tonight, but okay, got five points. Andrew Flint, here you go. We have to redeem yourself. Road to what opens up for England after what? Road to what opens up for England after what? Um, road to global popularity opens up for England after <laughs> qualifying for the most popular World Cup of all time. <laughs> <laughs> road to final opens up for England after group stage. <laughs> there you go. That's confidence for you. <laughs> there you go. All right. This is now the odd one out. Okay. These are World Cup qualifiers. Okay. So World Cup. Why not World... get a pity point? This I gave you five points. I gave you five points. I give oh, him nice. five oh. yeah, there we go. <laughs> Jesus Christ Almighty! My God. No, just give him the pity point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I should have given it. Thank you. I, I should have said right. You want a point? Do you want a point? Yeah, I want a point. Well, there you go. I was giving you five, but there you got one. Okay, right. Here we go. Right. This is about World Cup. Okay, World Cup finals. Okay, um, and and qualifiers. A whole lot of World Cup. So, uh, Andy Mack, eight, six, or seven. Eight, six, or seven. Eight. Well done. That's the number of countries who have won the World Cup. Eight. Very well done. Okay. Uh, Peter P, this one is for you. USA, England, or Turkey? USA, England, or Turkey? I, I'm, I'm not saying, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, USA, England, Turkey, Turkey. There you go. Okay. Now, Peter P, who's the other one? US of A. No, it's actually England. England, the only one who have never finished third. Never finished third. There you go. Finished fourth twice and won one time. Okay, so you finish up. So Andy Mack is on 16 points and Peter Pete is on 7 points. We're we'll having to race along here because we're way behind time. Isolt Cody, this one's for you. Um, 70, oh sorry, El Salvador, China or Canada? El Salvador, China or Canada? I'm going to go with El Salvador. Yeah, well done. They have the, the minus 21 goal difference and they've also scored a goal. The other two haven't scored Always a goal. been a big fan of El Salvador. Yeah, well done. 15 points. You're on 18. You've just taken the lead. Uh, quickly now, the final two, Andrews. Andrew Weiss, so for you, Bosnia, Republic of Ireland or Wales? Bosnia, Republic of Ireland or Wales? Wales. No, it's actually Republic of Ireland. They have a 10-10. They've all had zero goal difference. Wales and Bosnia both 4-4 four and four, and Ireland are 10-10. Ten and ten. So unlucky. But you finished ah. at seven points, so it's okay. You're in joint third. You're getting the medal right now. Uh, Andrew Flint, final one for you. 13-14-15. No. 13-14-15. 14. No, it's actually 13. 13. And that's the um, number of countries who have made the final. There you go. So, in first place, Isil Cody coming back from behind. Well well done. She wins it. Right where I should be. Well done. Yep. And in second place, Andy Mack on 16. And in a joint bronze medal, the two Yankees, they're doodling dandies. They are both on seven points. And Andrew Flint is in uh, well, fifth place on five <laughs> points. Okay. Guys, thank you very, very much um, to the two Andrews, Isil and Peter. Have a great week ahead. And to you. Okay. Thanks so much. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Okay. Andy Mack, thank you very much for your time, Stephen. Pleasure. Uh, what's the score in the Inter game, by the way? 1-0 uh, at a very extended half-time to Inter. Okay, 1-0. Did they miss a penalty as well, correct? They've missed a penalty and scored a penalty. Very good. Okay, so the referee's been kind to them, so no more Calciopoli. All right, so we're going to uh, play out with uh, a song that is written for Capital Sports here in Moscow's Capital FM. I'm Alan Moore, and I'm going to say to you all, have a lovely week. 
enjoy yourselves. The snow's going to go away. Hopefully, we'll get better. So remember, look out for each other. And uh, I'll just say, finally, take care of yourselves and each other. We'll be back, of course, same time, same channel next week. Capital Sports with Alan Moore. There's a moment in your bones when, when the fire takes over. Blood is running, heart is pumping as the battle gets closer. They can say what they want now. Cause we'll be screaming.